you're in the right place, so stay right where you are. In just a few seconds, you'll be listening to the Preppers and Makers podcast, the podcast of the future, the podcast of the survival technician, and the podcast for those middle-of-the-road people who still want to be alive after apocalypse. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of the Preppers and Makers. All my survival technicians out there, I hope you have been learning and practicing and taking notes and doing good things in the world around you. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to answer some questions. These are viewer questions. Um, Yes, I have a a voice for television, a face for radio. (laughs) Viewer questions. All right, these are going to be listener questions. So, I'm not going to get to all of these, it doesn't look like, on this episode, but uh, some of these are valid and interesting enough that we really ought to address them. The issues that come up when uh, we talk in a one-way stream like this mean that there are times that you will have questions that, since we're not conversing, you don't have answers. So, I want you to take a look at the uh, opportunity that you have here. If you want to be part of this podcast, I would love your questions. We have a a Patreon community set up so that you can discuss those things, get yourself heard, and uh, we can answer things as we go along through here. The first viewer question that we have here is going to be fairly easy to answer today, and it's a subject that's going to be discussed at a later episode also. The question is, do you recommend keeping some form of EDC at work? That question actually is, it bears dissecting because EDC is something that you carry with you every day. Every day carry is the definition there. And if you have it at work, you're not going to be carrying it with you. So this is a yes and no answer. Um, EDC is what you are carrying every day. And if you're at work every day, you'll have an opportunity to have a place to have stuff stored, um, step back, uh, stashed on a shelf, under your desk, whatever. And they will be available to you every day. So you can look at it like EDC. But uh, this is something that we'll get into when we talk about the different types of things like bug-out bags, bug-in bags, stay-at-home bags, home prep, which should be an entire cellar full of shelves, uh, work prep, car prep, what's your car bag like, uh, that sort of stuff. So you really should have a work bag. And this is going to be something that's going to be a larger resource that you can't carry around with you all the time. Or, you know, you could, I guess. We're probably talking about something like a, a backpack size thing. And it could be a backpack. If you are in a techie community, that could be an extended messenger bag. It could be a... Uh, a, a zero trace uh, laptop messenger bag, something of that nature, that gives you more carrying options than you had with just the stuff on your body. And uh, one of our later questions here relates to carrying carrying stuff on your body. The um, the work component of this would be something where what would happen if you are at work when something traumatic happened. And that would be like a larger first aid kit than you carry in EDC. It would be possibly backup uh, ammunition for your weapon if you 
can carry one and if you can keep that at work if not something in the way of uh of defense maybe you're into uh pepper spray tasers cattle prods i don't know so whatever works for you whatever is in yours that you're not gonna it's gonna a little gonna be a little bit big for an everyday carry would be a work bag so yes i highly recommend keeping your resources at work but that would be your work bag it's not really a bug out bag um it could be if you had to bug out of work it would probably be more of the definition of a get home bag and all of these i mean there's just so many there's a whole whole set of definitions on bags bug out bug in stay home get home anyway that's a totally separate uh, issue but in the spirit of this question do you recommend keeping some form of edc at work yes um however keep resources at work uh if you have a a workplace where you can have uh where you can refill water well, keep some bottles of water refilled in your work bag. That way, suddenly something happens. The the city water main breaks and you're suddenly without any, any water. You have water there. Uh, and I recommend keeping an, a couple of days worth on a shelf, under your desk, whatever. I've actually been at work when a uh, water pipe has broken. And they were without water while they fixed it. And it's a very hilly, mountainous area so if anybody opens it up water back uh, flows and air gets into the lines and it's not perfectly sealed that happens anyway and then that loosens up any rust any sediment any silt and then there's whatever happened at the break so we were without water for an afternoon probably i think it was most of the whole day and then the next day we had water back obviously but it was it was kind of janky it it was water that I'm not sure I would have really wanted to drink. And it had to be run through the lines before I felt trusty, trustworthy about it. So having a spare water was great. We had the uh, those water coolers where we bring in the, the five-gallon uh, bottles and, and refill them. So that's what went into my uh, coffee pot in my office. I didn't use the uh, uh, tap water at that point. But that's an example, uh, and this isn't a, a hits-the-fan situation. This is an everyday thing, and that's the thing. We should prep and prepare for every day. And there's another use of the term than everyday carry, but <clears throat> it's something to think about. The, uh, the, the, the question is very valid. Um, I just wanted to redefine the, you know, the, the term every, EDC or everyday carry. Uh, your work resource bag should be your, your work bag. It's something that stays with you, and a lot of people work uh, mobile in the modern world and that would be their car bag same concept as what we're talking about here as a work bag so uh, on that question absolutely definitely yes and the second question here we've talked about edc and all the stuff that i think should be with you <laughs> and uh, this listener asked how do you carry all that stuff because uh you know um i get to thinking about this i i am a man and i have pants with pockets in them modern clothing fads uh women have less pockets in their pants i i was informed of this i was not aware of this uh, on a personal basis i assumed that you know you have pants you have pockets um and a lot of dresses do not have pockets just not a thing 
And so women are expected to carry all their stuff in their purse. And if you have a smaller purse, uh, and there's exceptions to all this. Please don't think I'm stereotyping. I'm just I'm justifying uh, what I'm about to say about my carrying stuff and in my realization that it doesn't work for everybody. So you'll have to do what works for you. <clears throat> my solution to this is I have a huge collection in some people's parlances, it would be a few, but in my poor collection, uh, I have a huge collection of uh, military BDU pants and 511 pants. Now, 511 tactical pants are the things that you see most civilian firefighters. It's that sort of thing. Civilian firefighters, EMTs, uh, some police. This is for the people who need on their daily basis to have 82 things in their pockets. You know, an EMT rolls up. He has a pocket with uh, scissors. He has a pocket with uh, a, a belt-cutting device. He has a pocket with etc., 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 etc. And the 511s are made for that. So basically, it's a, a pair of pants with the regular front hip pants, hip pockets, I'm sorry, the regular front hip pockets, and the back pockets and then it has cargo pockets on the side and uh mine have cargo pocket in inclusions which is kind of like a pocket in a pocket so i can keep things organized um there there are times that i go a little bit overboard if i'm prepping to go out on a hike or something like that and i have to be careful walking past furniture because i have these uh, little bulging pack mules on the sides of my legs as i go past and i smack into tables and stuff so yeah, that's uh, it's not an, a, a consistent everyday thing that I have exactly the same thing in there. What I have is a lot of space, but <clears throat> I really like the idea of carrying a messenger bag or a little over-the-shoulder bag, uh, man purse, uh, whatever you uh, whatever you feel like feel comfortable with. Uh, I've got a little Eddie Bauer uh, soft side case that is like a medium-sized book bag that I carry an extra towel in, a shemag, my extra uh, personal effects like uh, uh, nose spray and eye, eye drops and etc. etc. These are everyday things. They're not emergency things, but they're things that I would like to have around me every day that if you keep in your pockets, it gets a little bit bulky. So that's how I go about it. Um, I really like the idea of having small, special-use uh, bags for one thing. My lockpick set is in a bag because a lot of times at work, I'm I work in hospitality. Instead of calling, uh, I'm the IT guy for a, a hotel uh, group. And instead of calling the uh, locksmith, who there's just one in our area and maybe an hour away, uh, I, they know that I am uh, prepared and trained. And it's, they give me a call and say, hey, can you come unlock my door? And instead of having a lock picks that are part of a huge backpack system or something, I've just got a little uh, individual compartment uh, case that I that I carry them in and it looks it looks professional and I'm not carrying stuff through hotel lobbies and looking like they've hired Mr. Survivalist to come break in so uh, my everyday carry turns into 
as I need, and it's modular. Uh, I think that that's a, that's the big key, is you should find something that's modular and works for you, so that you can uh, in, include or exclude the things as you need them. That's that's an important way to look at that. Looking at our time, I think that we can do two more questions. I'm going to save the bigger one for the end and go to the smaller one here. Um, this is important. Uh, it's not. I'm not degrading it by saying it's small. It's not that it's unimportant. It's just I think I can answer it fairly quickly. What should you not put in EDC? Well, trial and error has taught me a lot of things about that because I think, oh, I got to have this and I got to have that and I got to have this. And eventually I'm wandering around uh, under the weight of everything that I own and it and I never use it. So the, the, the answer to that is don't put into EDC things that you're not going to use every day or that you would just be absolutely lost without if that emergency happens. For example, in your car, part of your EDC kit is a spare tire that car should carry a spare spare tire every day you don't use it every day well if you do you need to get better tires or have somebody fix the road but the point is it's it's in there because if you need it and don't have it you just can't live without it now the question in what you carry on your body is very much like that there's very few things that i would say you need to include that you don't use every day. And one of those things that you should include, but I hope you don't use every day, is what we're going to talk about in the next question. It's an individual first aid kit. Now, I don't use mine every day, but if I need it and when I have to have it, it's there. That's not a medic's bag. It's not a surgeon's kit. It's not something big. And I'll talk about that here in a little bit because that was that's the nature of the last question. But if you are starting to load yourself down with things, um, you know, how many knives do you need? Well, more than one. Um, how many ways to start a fire do you need on you at this moment? More than one. But, you know, you don't have to go overboard with one of everything because if you're just not going to use it except for maybe once a week it can go in your car kit or it can go in your work bag which we talked about in the, one of your first first questions so what you should not put in an edc is something that you're pretty sure you're not going to need and not going to use and if something happens you could do without it until you could go get it if you were never far enough away from the garage that you could just walk back and get the tire, you'd, you wouldn't have to carry a spare tire in your car. But since you're driving far enough that you would be stranded without it, you need that spare tire. Same thing with the individual first aid kit. Um, but that, that's, your, that's your line. What should you not put in there is something that is just going to cause your day to be worse. It's going to have too much weight. It's going to have too much bulk. It's going to take up storage space for things that you need. Those things, whatever that happens to be in your paradigm, is what you should not carry in your first aid kit. So, uh, that was a fairly easy one to answer there. Now, I gave you a little giveaway on what the last question is. The question from the listener was this. What about first aid kits? Now, in this part, I'm only going to talk about the EDC version of this because we're going to go into first aid kits as a big episode. The individual first aid kit 
is what you would have with you every day. Now, do you have, oh, how many of you even have first aid, anything on you at this moment? Now, if you're preppers or survivalists or whatever you want to call yourself already, all my, all my survival technicians need to be prepared with stuff that they carry with, with them on them, around them. Do you have band-aids? Just that simple. Do you have band-aids? Well, I've got them at work. They've got a first aid kit at work. Okay. Well, I've got them in the car. I've got a first aid kit in the car. Okay. Now, most of the time, that's probably going to be sufficient. But just in case. And this could be a list of things that, that go into your work kit and your car kit. But on you, you should have a at least an Altoids tin full of first aid goodies. Um, a small soft soft-sided bag with a zipper on it it should be about the size of an Altoids tin uh, something that just fits in your hand because if it's bigger than that then you're planning on much worse issues than you need to deal with out on foot between the car and, and the work this kit should include all of the things I'm about to list but the size can be low because you don't include a lot of them. You can include a Band-Aid or two. You don't need like 18 Band-Aids in your case. You may have six Band-Aids in your case. Because how many Band-Aids do you need before you can get to a source of first aid? That's what EDC is about. is getting you to that next source. It's not surviving for days out of your pockets. And your individual first aid kit should reflect that. So you should have assorted sizes of Band-Aids, small to large, a few of each. Assorted sizes of sterile gauze pads, a few of each. Basically, we're talking about one application. Uh, and maybe, uh, if you're going to have to wait a little bit, uh, change of, changing of a dressing here. So, uh, stretched, uh, rolled, stretch rolled gauze. Um, small medical tape triple antibiotic ointment. Now you get that medical tape and you think, well, wait a minute, this spool of medical tape does not fit into an Altoids tin. Well, just like we take duct tape off of the roll and fold it up around a card, you can do the same thing with medical tape. But remember, this is first aid stuff, so make sure that as you do this, it's a clean environment, it's a clean card, and everything you do with it maintains some sort of sanitary cleanliness. All right? And uh, I would recommend triple antibiotic ointment. Painkillers that you can take. You know, some people like Tylenol. Some people like ibuprofen. Some people like naproxen sodium. All right. Uh, some antihistamine if you have allergies especially. But you may get an, an effect from something around you that was unexpected. And an anti-diarrheal. Now, that's something that's really handy to stop while you're traveling on foot, okay? <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Um, past that, we need alcohol prep pads, a few Q-tips, butterfly closures, super glue. Go to, the, go to the Dollar Tree and get a little bitty tube of super glue. Keep one of them in your first aid kit. A small foldable pair of scissors and tweezers, or tweezers, you know, I'd say both. But I think about the little sewing kits where, like, the little the handle of the scissors uh, folds around on it. I, I, I default to the scissors on my multi-tool, but what if that gets knocked off in a fall down a hillside or something? So, you know, it's not on my belt anymore when I get to the bottom. 
I'm going to need it to deal with some cuts and scrapes. So those little scissors in there are handy. Some sort of uh, chapstick. I, I recommend taking those little uh, uh, lip balm containers and filling them with Vaseline. Because healing, skin healing, once it's clean and debrided, is much, much better if you keep it moist. And dermatologists will tell you that some of the best things you can do for a wound, instead of the old old fashioned hydrogen peroxide, then let it scab and, and heal, is to keep it moist. And uh, Vaseline does that great. Uh, I've had examples of that where I have uh, used an auger and drilled in my into my hand down to the bone. I don't even have a scar because I handled it that way. I, I kept it very clean, replaced the uh, parts I had removed, uh, and uh, I kept it. Uh, my day one was stop the bleeding and then super glue all the parts together. And then as it started to uh, dry out, I kept it in one, braced into one uh, position so that it didn't stretch back and forth, and just kept it covered with Vaseline, and it healed amazingly well. That's just a you know it's a recent example. I, I'm prone to accidents like everybody else is. The uh, 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 oh surgical gloves, uh, latex gloves, or uh, the 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 black non-latex ones. And for some reason, I can't think of what they are right now. Uh, somebody will send me a comment and say, "Well, you dummy, they were eh, uh, neoprene, maybe." Uh, I don't know. There's there's some other stretchable ones. Uh, latex gloves on me, especially in the heat, when I start sweating in them, they just start this really weird uh, powder and stiffening and then start crackling. I don't know. My, my body chemistry eats latex, I guess. But uh, it might also be advantageous to you to have an, an ankle, knee, or elbow brace and uh, something that would be universal, maybe something small that could work for a couple of those functions. So those sort of things that should fit in something about the size of an Altoids tin can go into any pocket that you have. And uh, if that's with you every day, that would be what I would say is the most important aspect of first aid that you can carry. There's larger kits, and we're going to talk about what goes into them. Uh, I'm going to recommend resources and learning how to take and give stitches in the field. Uh, this is not medical advice, but I, uh, I have sewn myself up in the past. And in my medical kit, I have a full surgery kit, and I have sutures, and I know how to use them. So the thing is, don't keep a bunch of stuff you don't know how to use in any of your EDC or prepping because that's useless unless you plan on having in your community somebody else who is trained and if they are trained why don't they have theirs you know that's that's the thing you should should not burden yourself or, or tie yourself down with a lot of things that you can't use don't know how to use or will never need to use um, keep it light you know the the worst thing you can do is try to take a long hike with everything, including the kitchen sink and dishes on your back. You'll find a lot of YouTube videos that are entitled The First Things Hikers Ditch on the Trail. The uh, The truth of the matter is you, you've got to travel as light as possible but carry everything you need. And we think we have things that we need that we don't. The difference between need and want can be several pounds. 
So those were the things that I wanted to go over today. It was just a, ba- a bunch of questions from listeners. Or as I started to say in the beginning, viewer questions. Unfortunately, I didn't have anything today that I could use to, uh, you know, uh, incite you to riot or uh, cause, uh, cause you to uh, call me dirty names or think that I was an idiot. Uh, I don't know. Some of you may just listen to me talk and think I'm an idiot. But good for you. Uh, if you're uh, if you're less of an idiot than I am, I am proud of you, and I think that you should have a podcast, and I'll go listen to it. So, this was questions from listeners. I'm glad that you were with me, and I want you to come back. So, come see me again. Bye for now. Until the next episode.